Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games Premier Podcasting Duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely friend, Mr. JW Crewall. JW, how's it going today? Going pretty well, Riley. How are you? I am doing fine. Thank you for asking. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's it's always good to check in on a friend. Uh huh. <laughs> so if you're listening out there and you have a friend that comes to mind when I when I said that, go go send him a message. Say hey, hey buddy, how are you? Have a little conversation. There's a little bit of a conversation though, and then yeah, come I mean, right back to tag team. Right. And start <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't don't sacrifice the listenership for your friend. That's okay. So maybe let's let's rephrase it. How about after the show, you (laughs) go and say hey to your friend, or check out another episode. (laughs) (laughs) One of the two for sure. Yeah, one of the two. (laughs) So JW, what's been going on this past week? Personally, yeah, or or globally. (laughs) Uh, I, or, I guess either, but I'm mostly yeah, thinking personally. <laughs> personally, personally, things have been fine. Um, I, I opened the uh, the product that Pokemon gave me um, uh-huh. on Monday, which was super fun. Battle Styles was just a really nice set. I like a lot of the artwork. I think I may have found the strongest Pokemon of all time, and the answer will shock you. <laughs> Is that going right, to come ready? up on the cast today? Or Yeah, I mean, I can read it. So I, I was reading through the battle styles flavor text uh-huh. and here is one of them i'm not i'm actually not going to give you the pokemon name but listen to the flavor text and then tell me if you think that this sounds like the strongest pokemon that has ever existed okay okay strong electricity courses through the tips of its sharp claws a here's the key sentence a light scratch causes fainting in foes that's not that strong. Are you kidding? It causes fainting in foes. A light scratch. Some Pokemon have really ridiculous feats under their belts. That's a light scratch causes the opponent's Pokemon to faint? That seems that seems extremely strong. Like, if I had that, you know, in the video game, or, I mean, presumably in the card game, right? They faint when they lose all their HP. <laughs> like a slight scratch? And they're done. So, so what is this Pokemon? Well, I'm, that's that's the thing. I'm not gonna say. Why not? Well, because I I think it's more fun that way. <laughs> You're just never gonna say. Well, you really want me to say? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, it's Luxio. Luxio, <laughs> the the middle one. Yeah. <laughs> you think Luxio is the strongest Pokemon? Stronger than well, Luxray? I'm all I'm saying is I think there's an argument based on the information that I know about the Pokemon, which comes from the flavor text on the Pokemon card. <laughs> I mean some flavor text in Pokedex entries are really quite extreme. So Well, I'm just saying, like, think about what you would want your Pokemon to do, right? What do, you, what do you want your Pokemon to do? You want your Pokemon to make other Pokemon faint, generally, unless you're catching them. Then you want to just reduce their health, and maybe Luxio isn't the best option. <laughs> but how, how do you want them to do it? 
You want them to do it with as little force exerted as possible. So I would say that the Luxio fills both of those categories, <laughs> knocks them out for as little effort exerted as possible. So I, I don't know. In, in my opinion, Luxio, that's like a great, you know, return on investment, right? A light scratch <laughs> is the investment and the return is a knocked out Pokemon. So it just seems seems like it works. Then what is the attack on that Luxio? The, well, and that's the thing is the Pokemon card itself is not particularly good. Um, <laughs> it has a jumping kick attack that does 30 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon and a headbolt attack that does 50 damage for two energy. Well, neither of those really use its claws. Well, so. but it could be like a level 16 Luxio, right? At, maybe at level 100 is when it can <laughs> cause opponents to faint with a light scratch. AP. There's a lot so, to be uncovered with Luxio here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the strongest Pokemon of all time. I'm open to debate about it, but I also like have very concrete proof. Um, and you'll need to bring some some really good evidence. Right. There's a lot that needs to be brought to the table to match Luxio. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> that's that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. And your booster yeah. box opening video is pretty fun as well. Yeah, thank you. Polls. Thank you. It was a it was a good little time. It was, uh, it was super fun. The Mr. Rhyme or Mr. Mimes were were sad, um, but yeah, it was great. I mean, I haven't opened packs like that, like that many packs consecutively in a long time, and uh, uh, it's definitely something I want to do again in the future. For sure, for sure. So let's just jump right in then to our cast for today. So if you weren't aware. The Pokemon Players Cup number three, the actual like qualification event. It feels weird to call it like a qualifier because I feel yeah. like we've been playing to qualify for so long. It's true. It's um, true. But the qualifier for North America is coming up this weekend. Um, so if you're listening to this and you qualified and you weren't aware, make sure that you sign up. <laughs> make sure you get that all sorted out. Um, but a lot of you are probably wondering, like, what the heck is going on with this thing? You know, how do I handle this? What should my mindset be going into it? What do I play? And mm. we wanted to kind of lightly touch on that. And granted, we also acknowledge that the only change in the format from the last couple of weeks is the introduction of Shining Fates, um, yep. which only has a couple of like super notable new cards. A lot of Shining Fates obviously being those reprints of existing cards. Um, so the format hasn't changed a ton. So if you want some more nuanced takes on some of the decks and their interactions with each other, uh, definitely check out some of our previous casts on Players Cup 3. Now uh, we've talked about the Vivid Voltage metagame quite a bit um, over the last three months. And honestly, you could probably even check out some of our even older casts about the yeah. Darkness of Blaze metagame because it's not that much different than that. <laughs> true, true. But there are some pretty notable... Um, I mean, there are some notable cards that yeah. we should just so walk mention, us this. of course, from Shining Fates. So um, cards that are decks that trend up because of Shining Fates. Uh, the first one is, I mean, the most notable card right now that augments and improves a Tier 1 deck is the Rusted Sword in ADP. And 
ADP, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a pretty highly played deck in Player's Cup. It's going to be probably the choice for people that say, hey, you know what? I want to just go in and feel like I have a chance in every single matchup, play a really consistent or generally consistent deck um, that's not, you know, doesn't have too many opportunities to dead draw. And I'm just going to see what happens uh, with that. So the Rusted Sword, really nice. And it, it makes the deck trend up, in my opinion, because it can eliminate some of the threats that ADP had. I think one of the worst matchups pre-Shining Fates was Picaron. And that was just very well known um, to me by my own Players' Cup run, where I was just beating ADPs left and right with Picaron. Like, it was it was uh, enough of a win rate for me to confidently say that the matchup is, you know, favorable, very favorable for Picaron. But that all kind of hinged on being able to tank at least one hit with either a Picaram or a Raichu Raichu. That was kind of the whole idea is you needed to be able to absorb one of the Zacian hits with one of those Pokemon to have a chance. But now with Rusted Sword, that goes out the window. You know, they, they can one-shot your tag teams, and that is a real problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... We weren't super hot on Rusted Sword when it was first announced, um, but I think the the numbers work out just right, especially against Pikaram and also against Luke Metal, where that Rusted Sword can really come in clutch. Um, so obviously against Pikaram, getting that extra damage to knock out the Mewtwo's, the Raichu's without big charms, the Pikaram's in one hit, huge. Um, then you also have the... The Luke Metal matchup, where you're yeah. always 30 damage short of KOing these Pokemon, and that's thrown out the window too. You know, you're just knocking out, uh, you're knocking out Luke Metals, you're knocking out Zosh and Vs so easily now. You're cutting through them like butter, um, yeah. which kind of plays into your point about ADP going up. That also, in my mind, is bad news for for Luke Metal. If we propose that ADP is going to be pretty popular. That's really scary as a Luke Metal player. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, it pretty much negates the defensive um, advantage that you get from uh, the GX attack and the Metal Goggles. So it, it seems like it's shoring up a couple of those you know, lesser matchups. And it also, frankly, gives you those outs to an otherwise also very scary card in uh, Reshiram and Zekrom tag or excuse me, in uh, Reshiram and uh, Charizard. Tag Are you saying Reshiram and Zekrom isn't scary? Uh, well, it could be in the right hands, but generally speaking, <laughs> it could not. could be in the right hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But the, but the Reshiram and, uh, and Charizard uh, is, is just a very problematic card, generally speaking, for Zacian. Um, you know, uh, just just full stop there. But now, when you include you know the possibility of a one shot on that card, it's now even you know less of a threat. So there are a lot of things that get shored up by the math on that rested sword, and I think ADP is going to be a choice for a lot of players in the players' cup. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's frame the meta then through the lens of ADP. ADP is like the center figure in this meta game, and obviously ADP has been huge throughout the entirety of the last like six or so months. Uh, but if we're specifically looking at it as being the centralizing force of this metagame, what comes out of that? What is the net result? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I think everyone should 
play Crushing Hammers if they're not playing a Welder deck. And and I don't know that necessarily ADP is going to be the central point, but I do think it's going to be among the top three most played decks um, uh, of the Players' Cup second stage. Um, but uh, Crushing Hammers are obviously like kind of just the general good card against ADP. Um, at least if you can hit them early. And then I would also say that, you know, the, the good matchups, the decks that have good matchups against ADP, Pikaram, you're probably not going to see too much Pikaram, although I, I'm open to being wrong about that one. And then uh, Eternatus also has what I find to be a, a generally favorable matchup against ADP. So Hammers, Eternatus, I think um, both of those will show up. And possibly even in the same deck. <laughs> like in droves. What about Scourge? Do you think Sunscorch can keep up with uh, ADP? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely can. Um, Sunscorch has um, that benefit of being able to force the ADP to have to go through at least one VMAX. And if they're able to do that, if they're able to only, you know, have uh, lead the Volcanion and then maybe only bench one Eldegoss or one Dedenne or one Crobat, then you can force them to go through the Sunscorch VMAX and you have enough time to be able to, you know, take your knockouts and win on prizes before they can win on attacks. So, yeah, definitely, I think Senescorch, um is one of those decks that, you know, you hit your welders, you get going early enough, you're, you're definitely going to have a good day against ADP. Um, so I, I, uh, I think absolutely Senescorch is going to be a deck that a lot of people look to for Players' Cup 3. That has me a little bit nervous uh, for playing something like a Lucario Melmetal. That was kind of my default choice. I, I, I have been trending towards these decks that, you know, give you a little bit more time to play the game. And those are Picaram and uh, Luke Metal. Now I think Picaram's on the downtrend. I don't know that it can quite hang with ADP. So I look to Luke Metal. We already discussed its kind of weaknesses uh, with that rusted sword in the mix. So I don't think I can play it uh, again with all the fire that's out there and the rusted sword. So that feels like a little bit of a weaker play in my eyes. I think the, the metagame should be top three decks, Senna Scorch, Eternatus, ADP. Yeah. That kind of lines up with my thoughts as well is that ADP would be kind of a, a large neutralizing factor for some of these other d- big decks that we've seen in this metagame, namely the um, Luke Metals and the Beakeroms, and then Senti Scorch and Eternus are both fan-favorite decks. You know, you have a lot of people who are really dedicated and really enjoy these decks, um, as well as ones that kind of have that VMAX factor that lets them tank a yep. hit, um, yep. which can be so huge in that matchup. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So obviously, if you've been listening to the cast for any length of time, you know GW and I aren't the hugest fans of the burning bug uh sunny scorch is not uh not in our top favorite decks that's for sure yeah um, do you have any thoughts about you know what a sunny scorch deck might look like for players cup three or do you want to abstain uh, yeah I don't, I don't know i i've put a little bit of time into sunny scorch I, I, again i felt like it it was uh due um do at least a second look i was doing that about a week ago and it just wasn't really it was running exactly how i thought it would just really <laughs> clunky um just not not the deck for me and i know a lot of people really like it and again if you're if you're one of those people that just has had good results with it and and you're confident in it go by all means stick with it but just hasn't been for me one of the welder decks that i have enjoyed uh has been this kind of you know 
Tempozard or or Blacephalon esque welder box deck uh, that has cropped up recently. I I do like that because of the number of options that it has, but again, does fall victim to just being a welder deck. And there are times where you don't see the cards that you need for a long time, and and you can lose to you know inferior decks fairly easily just because you didn't draw what you needed um, when you needed it. So, I, I mean, I guess that's that's everything, right? You don't draw what you need when you needed it, but you get the idea. It's like your your whole sure. strategy kind of centers around one card. So if, and you only play four copies, you can only play four copies of that card. So if you don't find one of those four cards, just your, your whole strategy kind of falls apart. And I, I don't know that I would want to want to put my whole like tournament run on that hope of finding, you know, those one of those four cards in the first few turns. I, I don't know. It just, it's a little bit sketchy to me. So the welder box deck, super fun. I think pretty decent, but again, if your opponent can counter what you have going on, if they can knock out your, your Pokemon, you know, with, uh, the turn that you attack and you're keep having to find these welders and keep having to find the energy and get really sketchy. If you can stabilize a little bit, uh, find the welders, get your stuff set up. You're going you're gonna to be in a good spot. So I've liked that welder box a little bit more just because it has a little more explosiveness than Santa Scorch. And that makes sense going in early with those tag teams or GX Pokemon and then cleaning up with the Blacephalon. Uh, obviously yep. a tried and true strategy. So if we're not hot on the fire decks, unintended, what, what are we looking towards? Are we more of an ADP person or are we feeling Eternatus? Yeah, well, I was I was thinking about ADP a lot. Uh, I think it would be a very... I, I still haven't ruled it out completely. I just would want to... I don't know. I don't really even know that I need to play more games at this point. Um, <laughs> but it's still, it's still on the table. And I would want to, just at the very least, iron out a list that had a little bit of spice to it. Um, and then... For uh, for for other decks that I like, the the welder box isn't completely off the table for me. Uh, we were testing around with some Inteleon lists. Inteleon did pretty well at this at this Taiwanese championship, and and has a pretty good Eternatus matchup because you can one shot Eternatuses with Keldeo and the GX attack, the Keldeo GX, um, and you can you know remove a bunch of energy, and and it just gets. Uh, it gets kind of taken to the cleaners by, by Inteleon. Um, and so that was something that we tried. I, I don't think it's going to come to fruition, but that was one of those decks that we thought, hey, if Pikaram is on the downturn, like what would I want to play? And so um, that was one that we were thinking about. And then probably, you know, more than likely, I, I'm looking at Eternatus um, as being my deck of choice. It's a, certainly a very straightforward deck, but I think I value that. Um, for this for this tournament, just being able to attach, attack, um, and do it with, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on your opponent to find those answers. And so uh, I think that will more than likely be the uh, the choice for me in, in the Players' Cup 3. Yeah, I feel like I'm largely in the same boat. Um, never been a huge ADP guy. Um, Senate Scorch, actually, I think it speaks to me a little bit more than it speaks to you right now, but... Um, I think I'll stick to my guns and not play it. <laughs> um, which leaves me at the Eternatus train. I've actually been playing a lot of Luke Metal on ladder recently. Yeah. Um, and what I found is that 
Uh, you have pretty good matchups, like except for the fire decks are obviously kind of rough. Um, yeah. which is a pretty big factor for me and like not wanting to play luke metal at like a large event is yeah i hate the idea of like sacking a matchup um that's at least one that will be popular um but also i my experience against the adps has been if they're able to like hold on to their scrappers and swords for the right turns um then it typically will go well for them if they have to like lay down a sword early or if they discard a scrapper early, then it's like, that's when my chance to win opens up. Um, <laughs> but it's like such a horrible thing to have to rely on is your opponent just drawing cards in the wrong order, basically. Right. Um, right. So, um, yeah, and kind of off Luke metal for those combination of reasons, which kind of brings me to the Eternatus train where, you know, you, you mix up with some hammers, you throw in a power plant, you, you just throw a turn at the wall and it's like whatever let's let's go <laughs> yeah 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 for sure i you know and not in a bad be... way either just like let's no, just no, go let's not. do this thing <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it's it it does feel like you're you're going in with uh with just one of the hardest hitting decks like of all time like the the quickest most hardest hitting deck of all time um and that just feels kind of kind of good and kind of you know you feel like you're cheating in a way um <laughs> Uh, certainly there are enough counters out there, but um, we'll see if those get played. Again, the, the ADP is kind of what I view as, as a bit of an X factor. If, if ADP can keep things like Luke Metal down, if ADP can, um, you know, keep any of, of Santa Scorch's other bad matchups down, um, then I think Eternatus is poised to have a really good weekend. Yeah, I agree. So, any other thoughts on Players Cup three and heading into the actual qualifying stage? Um, I I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm good with uh I'm good with with sending off this format. You know, I'm I'm happy to play a competitive um <laughs> tournament in this format, but I'm I am ready to let it die and and introduce some battle styles. Fair enough. I'm kind of in the same boat. It's uh. Not a lot has changed since Darkness of Blaze dropped, so I'm excited to hopefully see some things shift around. Uh, yeah, let's change gears then. Let's talk about your card of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So my card of the day, I had one picked out, but then we got some new cards today. <laughs> so new cards, they released some of the art from the next set, Matchless Fighters, and there was one card in particular that really jumped out to me. I thought this one... Looks like a very pleasant gentleman that I would want to have around, whether or not I played them in the deck. But it's the Snorlax, a uh, shiny-looking yes. Snorlax. Looks absolutely incredible from, again, this unreleased set um, in Japan. Uh, it's just a reprint of the Gormandize Snorlax, but Snorlax is all blue. The background is gold. I think it just makes a really slick-looking card. Yeah, I think uh, those gold, like, support Pokemon, like the non-two-prize Pokemon, look so cool. They're so clean. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. And uh, Snorlax <laughs> is one of those cards that, you know, it, it's it almost feels like uh, it'll have some use in some deck for pretty much the entirety of its lifetime. So it's not like they're giving, you know, gold cards to Pokemon that just aren't ever going to be played. And um, <laughs> certainly there will be a lot of use for Snorlax in, in the coming year and so i like that it gets it gets the gold treatment it gets a little bit of swag oh for sure for sure i think they've actually done a good job of picking out like the gold support pokemon to to upgrade 
Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe, not, maybe not like the all-time all-stars, but you have, you, know, you have your Frostmoth, you have your Rillaboom, you have your Rengaru, your Snorlax now. Um, yeah. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, they've definitely, they've definitely taken care to uh, at, at least give some of the more playable cards a yeah. little bit of a a little bit of a, a finesse absolutely and i gotta say that snorlax is nice and round so that's just that's just nice <laughs> yeah great art from uh from the release matchless fighters cars um they have the moltres which i think is one of the if not the most unique card that i may have ever seen you you really should get um Get on Poke Beach or wherever you find your. I Pokemon think if we're talking about years. unique looking cards, the Slow King. Is well, insane. I I don't know I don't know that it that it is though I don't know that it is because this artist has done a lot of other slow. Are you comparing it to like the Slow Poke from uh from like Unified Minds? I I don't know if they did that card, but there's yeah there's certainly other cards that are that are reminiscent of this. There's actually a Grumpig that I think was done by this same artist. Let me just take a second here to look through. But I I noticed this um, this Grumpig that looks very similar, and I'd be very curious from Battle Styles to see if they are, in fact, the same card. But in any case, yes. This artist has done Slowpoke from, like, a Neo era. They did a Slowking, Slowbro from, like, Neo era, like a light Slowbro and dark slow king and they look super weird uh so i'm happy that this is kind of like they're keeping it in the family this artist is just doing another <laughs> slow king yeah thing okay so oh yeah yeah okay so there is a grumpig and i think maybe also a heat more from this set that are done by the same artist so this art style is certainly not uh not unknown to the card game, yeah. Tomakazu Komiya. Very unique style. Check them out. Yeah, I, I know the style you're talking about. Um, I just feel like the Slow King itself was executed so interesting. It looks like a like a like a colored pencil like doodle. Yeah. I think like even more than that, just like there's like runes in the water. There's, um, or at least they kind of look like runes. There's like all sorts of crazy stuff happening in the foreground. Yeah, um, very psychedelic. So, you wonder where, you wonder where this Pokemon is at right now. He's kind of yeah. thinking. Yeah, he's a little he's deep like, in thought with like a with like a little. His his mouth looks like it's it's kind of maybe not on straight. Yeah, like something's going on. That yeah, something is going on for sure. <laughs> but I do agree so. that the uh, the Moltres is in, seriously an insane looking card. That is yeah, so cool. Yeah, um, very very cool stuff. I mean, overall, I'm I'm just excited for you know the direction that the game is headed and the cards look awesome. So, yeah, definitely. So let's talk about of... the immediate future, though. I, that's yeah, what exactly. As well. So exactly. let's talk about battle styles. You know, you talk about the Grum figure from battle styles. We'd be remiss not to talk about the set itself. Um, so obviously battle styles just on the horizon here. The TCGO drop it literally probably already happened by the time that you're listening to this. Uh, so very exciting stuff. We're excited to see the game change up. Um, yep. 
some preliminary thoughts. JW, do you have any first impressions that you want to walk us through? Well, I just really like the, um, I like Victini a lot. I, we were talking about that on the, you know, kind of our top cards of the set list. And it just seems to me like the kind of card that um, is, is, or at least could be a major player. I like it right now. You know, you have access to Welder. You have access to a lot of these auxiliary attackers that are pretty strong. You have a, an energy acceleration attack and, and a pretty good basic as well. So I like a lot of things about the card. You, you know, you're smacking into to V Pokemon. Um, there, there's really no, no V Max Pokemon that I can think of that isn't scared of the... Victini, especially, you know, second turn, you get that second energy attached and you can start gusting up the basic Vs before they have a chance to evolve. So, you know, an Eternatus that has one energy, that's when it's at its most vulnerable. And if you can gust that up, knock it out, you know, you're in a really great spot. You can do that again on the next turn to the next Eternatus that they try to attach to. So I think that uh, that is just a really nice card, uh, a really nice archetype, you know, has potential to be a really nice archetype. Yeah, I'm getting more and more excited about the potential behind Victini. I think the more I see it, um, I like how low maintenance it is. And we called this out last week as well. You know, you can just attach and attach without ever hitting a welder in your first two turns, which opens up the fire deck so much to having other possibilities. Like, you'll still play those four welders, of course. um, But, like, it allows you to focus more on, like, on gusting. It allows you to, you know more slowly build up your attackers and then, you know, sure. power up quickly with Walter in the late game, maybe your first surprise heat ran. Uh, sure. There's just like all sorts of things that that extra layer of flexibility gives you that fire decks were seriously lacking before. Um, like Senescore, Tresizard, Blacephalon, all so reliant on hitting Welder every single turn. Um, yeah. And this deck is not the same in that way. Um, yeah. Absolutely. What uh, what are some things that uh, that you are liking, Riley? I know that you've been paying a lot of attention to Andrew's stream, the the stream over on Tricky Jim, and he does a really nice job. I think of of giving some you know unique and and just generally good proof of concepts on certain deck archetypes. So, what have you been seeing from that, or or maybe any other content creators that you watch? What are what are you enjoying uh, so far? Yeah, I think so far, um, I've been, I guess, a little lukewarm to Rapid Styles or Shifu. Um, and maybe it's just, like, the the games that I've seen it played. Uh, but the deck is definitely, like, a little bit slow. And we called this out when we when we mentioned it last week as well. Like, it does 150 damage, um, which is, you know, you'll knock out your Dedenes and Crobats with weakness, but... Um, you know, you're three-hit KOing most VMAXs. So um, I think it's interesting to see, like, how that deck develops and, you know, how people try to optimize it and play it most effectively. Um, yeah. You know, what What I've been really impressed by as a card that I think maybe I underestimated early on was Cheryl. Um, I think Cheryl is a really easy fit into the Urshifu deck. Obviously, stuff like the, uh, the Corviknight, and the bronze song use um you mm. share to like basically its maximum effect um but what i think in general most excites me is it seems like the metagame is about to slow down at least a little bit you know i'm sure that decks like adp are still going to be hype um the victini is a pretty like quick deck 
Um, but then you also have like some of these more methodical decks, um, like the Corviknights, like the Yoshifu, the Rapid Strike. And I'm kind of excited to see like how that interacts with the metagame at large. Um, I think one of the larger complaints about this format has been that games are ending so quickly. You know, you have ADP, which really yeah. is trying to end the game in basically three turns. And yeah. um, you know, now you have these decks where you know you're really slugging into each other. And that can that can go for a while, and that's when you have the most chances uh, to make mistakes. That's when you have the most chances to capitalize on those mistakes, uh, to yeah. make like thoughtful gameplay decisions besides just research and boss. Um, so I'm really excited just about some of these concepts. Um, so you know, I haven't necessarily seen like the individual deck that's like sh- shined its light upon me and you know filled me with warmth and good fuzzies. <laughs> sure, um, sure, but. You know, the Urshifus and the Corviknights, I think, are really cool concepts, and I want to see them expanded upon. A deck mm-hmm. that I'm kind of, like, low-key excited about, and I want to see it given, like, more of a shake, is, like, Single Strike Urshifu. I really yeah. want to see if that deck can find a way to work. Um, and, yeah. And obviously, like, it asks for a lot, right? Like, it's yeah. it's difficult to get that four energy to, like, attack, um, especially to do the one-hit knockouts that you need to, like, make the four energy worth it. Yeah. Um, but I think if there's a way to make it work that it has potential, it's definitely well, I, a really cool card. Yeah, I think that there's potential with the with the scroll of Michael Skarn. Um, I think I think that that's like you know the needs to be in these lists because it it can really take advantage of the damage counters that you might accumulate via either Houndoom or um you know via your more likely your opponent attacking into you. So um, I, I think that that could be, you know, you're, you're looking for a, a cheaper attack. Well, that, that might actually just be it by attaching that tool. You can get that revenge, uh, that revenge damage. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm actually like kind of excited about single strike as well. Like I want to see if we can experiment with that and like make it yeah. work. Um, Cause I see potential there with the single strike architect. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, in general, like a lot of these cards just are so fun and really exciting, um, which I didn't feel that same way about Vivid Voltage. You know, like Darkness Ablaze was, I kind of felt that way about Eternatus, but it was like such a straightforward uh, archetype. It was kind of, you know, it was built there for you, basically. Um, yeah. Whereas uh, these battle style decks are kind of like, you know, they give you these packages of rapid and single strike Pokemon, and like you figure yeah. out how you want these to work. Um, yeah, it's I I think it's great design. I, I, you know, and then as we get more and more sets, hopefully that incorporate this mechanic. I think we're gonna see a lot more, um, you know, unique decks that change and evolve. I think it's a really great. Uh, really great thing for the game and and then beyond that i mean we do have this kind of like new mechanic being released and and, and it's not you know and, and it can the nice thing about the mechanic too is that it can interact with just regular pokemon too it's not like it's it's its own thing that can only work with those pokemon uh, i can interact with you know with the normies as it were <laughs> but um you know, we're also they also give us these other archetypes that have nothing to do with this with this new um, kind of way to play the game, right? They're giving us the Corviknights, they're giving us the Victinis, they're giving us I don't know yep. the Tapu Cocos. Like, there's just a lot of other things too. It's not just focused around this one mechanic, um, which yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I'm so excited! Can't wait to see what people brew up, and I got a lot of ideas for decks to build. Yeah, so I think overall, if I had to summarize kind of my first impressions, it's 
it's excited is my first impression i'm excited to get my hands on these cards um you know for the first time in a while i started like looking at just like getting some new physical cards and just trying to like yeah. shuffle them up because these decks just seem really fun you know even yeah. if i'm gonna be alone in my apartment they seem like like fun <laughs> exciting decks yeah um which is really good like i it's re very refreshing to to feel excited about the cards that are coming out yeah. um after being in such like a stalemate of a format and even if battle styles doesn't completely shake up the metagame i am excited for the direction that they're going any any under the radar decks that you think could make the jump to tier one? Um, you know, I'm sure there are, and I'm sure there's concepts that are just lurking under the horizon, waiting to be unleashed. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't really given too much of a shake to give it like a fair answer on that. Um, mm -hmm. But I think like the the deck that I think is getting the least attention that I want to see given more is single strike for sure. Sure, sure, yeah. I'm I'm definitely definitely excited to to see like uh, even if that deck doesn't pan out to being you know a great deck or, or even a good deck like I do want to see what an optimal list for single strike. Right. Sure. I mean that's this is something that like I've consistently done. I mean you heard me talk about like Charizard, I really like Mad Party. Like I always find these like little decks that I just like I really want to make work. And so single strike's kinda where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with that concept. Uh, that's like the deck I wanna like take into the, the the homebrew for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well good. Um I think you know, well, what more can we say? We're just really excited to see these cards and we'll have the opportunity to, you know, tomorrow or, or today, if you're listening on Thursday and um, yeah, we can't wait to, can't wait to talk to you about how we've incorporated these new cards into our decks, what decks we've made. And um, I guess next week, how we did in, in the player's cup. Yeah. Lots of exciting stuff right here on the horizon. So you definitely want to make sure that you're, following the podcast on twitter you want to make sure that you're subscribed on all your favorite podcasting platforms they're all out there they're waiting for you <laughs> the best place to get pokemon news is right here plus you have two suave handsome hosts dropping knowledge bombs on you like crazy i know riley's got the uh riley's got the man bun we've actually traded positions oh, yep yep jw's got a little bit kind of like my old hair where you know it's nice and proper and clean and i got the man bun right now so i know a wild man over there <laughs> so make sure to follow us on our continued journeys uh rate and review on your podcasting platforms if you haven't already it really does help us out get through those algorithms and you know that uh, us content creators love algorithms and let us know what you're excited about for battle styles. We'd be happy to kind of give your ideas a whirl and, and let you know what you think in the coming weeks here. I am just so excited. I, I know I keep saying the word excited, but I'm just so excited to to jump in and, and test these cards out. Huh? Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get like some uh, some testing nights going. Definitely cool. will. Uh, hopefully once when we're not completely pooped like we are <laughs> that's so true that's so <laughs> y'all are awesome be sure to check out full group games and fullgroupcodes.com for your battle styles needs and we will check you out next time see ya peace